Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the demo stores today. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. What was that you just inhaled, Michael? What was that? What are you up to? And I'm the I'm the boot scooting to his boogie, Michael Howard. <laughs> that was pretty good. Nice. I couldn't tell if you secretly inhaled a a, a drug. Oh, of some no, kind, I would never. Or if you had just come up with some some really good little uh little jokey joke oh yeah no i just thought of that like as you were talking and i was like oh yeah it's a good one is it because i asked uh, pick one uh garth mall or darth brooks earlier <laughs> it might which, be which is i know it's brooks and dunn so not technically but like darth brooks is is pretty close i mean brooks garth brooks brooks and dunn yeah boots Gooten boogie i mean it's it's a it's a logical transition to make i think and i mean it's a fucking as as much as '90s country can can slap. That one kind of does. I hate country in all forms, but there are there are a few songs that I. Um, but you know, boot scootin' boogie. But right, there are a few songs where I'm like, fine, that song that song slaps. Yeah, and you're like, I mean, like boot scootin' boogie. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna boot and scoot and boogie if it comes on. I just try to avoid places where it's gonna come on. Michael, so two things. One, it's definitely like it's not slapping them cheeks, but it is slapping like the heel of a boot. You <laughs> yeah, know? of course. So, Michael, do you think the name of the song is Boot Scoot and Boogie? No, it's Boot Scootin'. Okay, okay. Because it, it sounded like you were saying, I'm going to Boot Scoot and Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the Boot Scootin' to your to boogie. boogie. Okay. But okay. I was just saying, I'm going to Boot and Scoot and Boogie. Well, I mean, I can't fault you for that. Because, exactly. I mean, what else are we going to do, bud? It's 2020. <laughs> um, just speaking real quick of last names, this is an interaction that just happened to me about an hour ago when I went to uh, my local grocery store, Publix, the finest place where shopping is a pleasure. Where shopping and is a pleasure. I checked out and I immediately, I knew I was buying a, a bottle of wine and I just slid my ID just on the counter next to the, you know, next to the checkout, the register. And the uh, the nice cashier, a 45-year-old woman, looks down at it and just goes, huh, I'm going to, sorry, let me quote this word for word. <laughs> Huh? More cushion for the pushing, huh? Ha <laughs> ha! Have you ever heard that before? Like, yeah, I went to high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's literally no joke you can make about a person's name after like 12 years old? Yeah. I think everyone's thought of everything. If you know nothing about that person and have literally only seen their name and you make the I mean, hilarious, most obvious hilarious. joke. Hilarious. Like, yeah, I mean, yes. You're very funny. But yes, I've also went to middle school, so I did hear more cushion for the push. And also, I was fat, so everybody said it. Mm. My high school baseball coach said it, and that really? felt wildly inappropriate at the yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's not good. He actually um, called me a cush with the tush, which did wonders wow. for my, uh, my self-esteem. Hey, you know what, though? Ladies love the tush. Yeah, no, for sure. That's definitely been my experience. For sure. <laughs> can't, can't, I would have said can't I keep wanna, these ladies off me. I would have said I want to stick you like a pin cushion. <laughs> Sounds very violent, especially for a public cashier. But all right, no, like um, sexually. Oh, okay. Well, my dick is a pin. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you are the cushion. Look, I shouldn't have to explain uh, sexual jokes about your name to you. No, it's, it's, I mean, Obviously. sorry, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly I was wondering if you were dunking on your own dick like that. And <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, well, buddy, how have you been? It's been, I don't know, time. 
has certainly passed since yeah i think it's been like three weeks four weeks uh yeah we were in and i saw you in person twice we saw each other twice and both times we said should we try to record a podcast and then we remembered very fondly the three times we've tried before that in person that have been lost to the ether and we said no we're not even gonna bother we're just gonna drink yeah my favorite part of that is that we both collectively remembered and just decided it wasn't even worth trying Mm -mm. like could we do it better as the only podcast a lot legally allowed like surely that implies some sort of you know skill or talent or even moderate humor no we were just like no i'd rather just sit on this couch and get drunk well the problem is kind of like when when ea got exclusive rights to matt to the nfl for madden it kind of right. just they stopped innovating yeah. and so since we have exclusive rights to being a podcast we've kind of stopped innovating and we're just kind of like do the same shit we always do at best we're like nfl blitz yeah like okay we're a pale shadow of what podcasts legally used to allowed to be well you sure you might get some giggles sure your cousin's gonna throw a 60 yard bomb touchdown every time you play against him and like it gets annoying but hey sorry we do what we do and sometimes we're gonna take three weeks off because i ran out of quarters for the podcast (laughs) that's it uh but yeah i mean um aside from a few snags i would say in in georgia at the cabin um we had an excellent time Mm -hmm. and by snags i mean rachel's mom breaking her ankle Mm -hmm. not good not even just breaking like you saw the picture it wasn't good the only thing i can compare it to is um robin ventura's ankle when he uh broke it sliding into third base i think and it his leg wasn't it wasn't right his leg wasn't right so neither was rachel's mom's yeah i'll say I asked a very specific question, but but no one knew the reference. But I know some of our our fan will. Um, apparently, from the description of it, she got prothroed. Oh, yikes! Yeah, because um, I was like, no, because it wasn't like hanging there, and they were like, yeah. So she got prothroed. So she's gonna miss out on a pretty lucrative NFL <laughs> career. Yes. That's unfortunately she's yes it. it Took away her 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 NFL career prospects. Um, Damn, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. But yeah, it was fun. I I had not been to Blue Ridge except for one bachelor party where all we did was literally just drink the entire time in a cabin. So um, there was there was nice tubing. We went on some tubes, mm-hmm. which was excellent. Yeah, it's a good little town they got there. Nice it's, cabins, nice river. Um, I mean, what? yes, yes. And also, Michael, however, and, sure, yeah. However, too many Confederate flags. Can I just say that? Can I take a stand here and say that's too many? Michael, okay, here, here real quick, make, yeah. make you put a number on How many is too many? Uh, I think one. Okay. One is too many, but they were many, many above that. There were, especially the second cabin you had, I, mm. I, as we had to drive up to it, there was a man who I think had a, a Trump deal with it flag and also a confederate flag that that yeah. one rubbed me the wrong way as i was driving up i was like oh i don't know who i'm associating with anymore that they've chosen this this nice little location yeah i mean if i didn't have such an, a new car there were several times where i didn't want to make the turn and then just take it like way too fast like straight into the front of the house maybe and michael i think i suggested this to you at one point that you should have brought your like 15 16 year old Altima yeah. with you and just kind of left <laughs> yeah you know what? If we're not going to sell it, that would have been great because, like, in the mountains, I could have just put a brick on it and then just, like, taken it off one of those roads. Like, that would have been really cool to see. I mean, I've joked before. I mean, obviously, I want to leave, a, like, a enough of a corpse to have people, you know, 
be able to bury me and play thunder around it. But like, obviously, at a certain point, I do kind of. I, I will definitely consider just Thelma and Louisiana ourselves off of a off of a cliff. I was like, all right, well, we've done enough. <laughs> rather, I'd rather call it quits than die to robots. Just like let me Thelma and Louise off this cliff. Oh man, speaking of robots, oh, you God. gave me a good a good segue here. Oh, um, so we've talked a lot about robots taking people's jobs, correct? Right. Yeah. The one thing we haven't talked about is robots, for better or worse, taking animals' jobs. And this is something they've been trying to do for years. Like, robot puppies, sure. like, those have been dime a dozen. None of them work out because they suck. Well, so. yeah, they're all terrible and, like, they uh, they don't look like puppies. Right. But, like, what if they made a perfect recreation of a puppy? But that would be really hard, right? There's so much hair and fur and all like. What about an animal that, like, maybe you didn't get that close to? Like, maybe you were between you, glass, and maybe, say, 20,000 gallons of water? Okay, so, like, Free Willy. Like a dolphin. Okay, like a big, a tiny Free Willy. (laughs) Like a a free baby Willy. But, like, dolphins or, yeah, whales, like, that could work, right? Like, SeaWorld could rebrand as, like, the environmentally friendly aquarium where they only have killer robot orcas and michael i mean like to be and also this solves a what i i know must be a huge dilemma of that well we need to keep these dolphins alive in general at large so mm-hmm. we can continually put more and more into these uh aquariums that we can torture um so we have to leave a couple alive in in real life mm-hmm. so robots okay great i can entertain kids get you know a couple couple hundred bucks for tickets and then we can just go hog wild bat, be, beating these things with bats in the real ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll say that, Michael, right off. Right. Off that the, is true. So what you're what you're supposing is that if if we didn't need animals for zoos and aquariums and, and the like, that people would care a lot less about said animals. And that's actually probably true, because I think the reason yeah, I was going to say, are started you implying was, that they wouldn't? <laughs> I had not thought about that angle, but wow. Yeah. Michael, you just how- turned my fun story about SeaWorld finally being a not shitty place. Oh, to- don't worry. I'll bring it back around. <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> Michael, how much How much do you think this robot dolphin costs? I mean, depending on how accurate it is, and I, I did not watch the video, uh, it's got to be like in the hundreds of thousands, right? So it costs... 40 million New Zealand dollars. Okay, which is? 26.6 million US dollars. Wow, so it's really realistic. <laughs> very real. I mean, which I guess, like, you know, I mean, you could either get three of these, or maybe, let's see, about four of these dolphins, four and change, three and a half, or a non-working, non-functional F-35. I And I, you know what? I'd rather waste a lot more money on these dolphins than on because like at least i know that dolphins can occasionally fly through the air which as far as i know the f-35 does not quick question though also the f-35 cannot fly in the rain and i'm pretty sure dolphins can still do their thing in the rain Mm -hmm. yeah um quick question yeah can i get said dolphins fitted with a laser or two Uh, michael uh, it's a fucking robot you can make the eyeballs lasers (laughs) This thing can be all lasers as far as I'm concerned. So so what you're saying is we're probably a far way off from replacing every single uh, animal in zoos and aquariums with robots because they're not 
properly funded for $26 million per animal. I mean, Michael, that's another thing, too, is like, okay, I know that for years we've been training dolphins to, like, detect and, like, destroy mines, which I assume ends in the dolphin's death. So, I mean, like, if we can just, like, build robot dolphins for probably, I'm going to assume $26 million is less than the cost of training one dolphin to kill itself by ramming into a mine, because that does not seem like an easy activity. And just fit these bad boys with lasers? Great. Shit, dude. Who needs torpedoes anymore fired from ships and submarines? You just yeah. send a dolphin full of a explosives. And also, Michael, if uh, listen, if I'm Greenpeace, I'm buying I, I don't know what I don't know what your average Greenpeace budget is. <laughs> I'm going to buy 10 of these things. I'm going to deploy this fleet I love out you in, think that out, Greenpeace's budget is somewhere in the 260 million dollar range. That seems reasonable for a international uh, organization. Well, maybe you're right. All I'm going to say, Michael, is, okay, so they have $336 million a year. So you spend, okay, so you have $228 million direct program spending. Put Perfect. everything else on hold. Everything you buy else. a fleet of 10 robot dolphins, you probably get a bit of a- That's true. And then, listen, they just are free to If you to buy patrol. 10, I think you get a 5% discount like at Total Wine. That seems reasonable. Yeah. So first of all, you get drunk as shit. And then you just drive these robot dolphins around and destroy whaling fleets. Ooh, that's yes. gotta be worth. You, you put everything else on hold. The rest of the planet, it's gonna burn down anyway. Like we can't stop that. But at least we can destroy some whaling fleets while we're, like one year's budget. That's okay, it. I like this way better than than allowing than having the military in any of this. This should yeah. be a purely environmental war machine. Michael, if there's anything I've learned during COVID, it's that. It's time to weaponize a lot of things other than the police and, like, the military. You know what? I have to say that I'm usually, like, pretty fanciful about my thinking and, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could do this and that? Like, and it's always stupid shit. And I've seen the Boston Dynamics robot dogs, and I had never once thought about ocean animals being robotic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I do, you feel like salt, like salt water in like electronics usually don't mix that well. But like we have submarines and ships, so obviously we can do it. Well, so, Michael, and that's something that I'm going to. OK, so I was going to mention this earlier about robot dogs and then like why I think those fail. And even when you just like, what if you could create a realistic robot dog, like a very realistic? It was like, OK, I know dogs well enough and I I like play and pet with dogs that like there's an uncanny valley <laughs> with robots, with like dog robots, especially that like. I know dogs very well, so a like close enough simulacrum of a dog would really freak me the fuck mm-hmm, out. Yep. And it's partially why like the Boston Dynamics thing that are just like big old legs with like tennis ball feet, but they can run at forty miles an hour and do parkour. Like that makes me very uncomfortable. With yeah, it's but they, they've robot. kept it. They've kept it in far enough from a dog, and and it kind of has other animals like in it as well. So it. It doesn't quite get to the uncanny valley. It does make you uncomfortable, but not quite in the same way. But it's also so on land, like you wouldn't want to just be like, okay, and then we made it into, I don't know, like a an antelope just for like a friendly <laughs> analog of a thing that you can. And it's like, well, that looks fucked up. So no, thank you. I don't, yeah. I'm not interested. Just so just make it the tennis ball spindle thing. Yep. Yep. But with a dolphin. Mm-hmm. You could just slap some skin over the horrible innards of this robot. Yeah. And I never had, I was like, okay, first of all, I never see dolphins. 
other than when they're flying gracefully exactly. through the air. Yeah. Uh, but it's so quick. Like if if you showed me a if you showed me a, a animatronic or a, a realistic robot dolphin and a regular dolphin, I would not be able to pick out which one was which. It's like the Hall of Presidents. Like, oh wow, is that Bill Clinton up there? I never see Bill Clinton. I never know. <laughs> but when I go to Disney and feel that Disney, there he magic, is. I'm like, wow, look at this guy. Look it's at Tricky Willie. Great. <laughs> Tricky Willie. I I didn't get it, Michael. We haven't <laughs> podcasted in a while. <laughs> Slick it's Willy. Willy. Tricky Dick. It's Tricky Willy. But... <laughs> Slick Willy. Tricky Dick. Yeah, I mean, you could do the dolphins. You could do whales, fish. Like, actually, who's to say that they're not all that way already? Maybe we killed them all. We killed all the sea creatures and somebody created... And also, just imagine how more, like, how how majestic, like a humpback whale breaching the ocean. I mean, already beautiful. But imagine if you had a robot power, like rocket powered humpback whale. Okay. Could just spin like 60 feet out of the fucking water. Well, and also you would know, like you could actually see one. Mm-hmm. Like that happens so rarely for people. Like people go on these whale watching tours and then they never see some of these things. Where are these big majestic creatures hiding from humans? Right. Why would they come anywhere? Because why would they come? But so here's the here's the problem with the robot dogs, I think. I think part of the bond of humans and dogs is that we know that they rely on us Mm -hmm. like they need us to survive. Like a robot does not need me to survive, especially it can figure out a way to plug itself in. Like Mm -hmm. it literally does not need me. It does not. It it tolerates me until it wants to murder me. Whereas I know my dog cares and loves for me there. And it's also that level of. I also know that I can't, like, I mean, a cat is one thing. I feel like you can leave a cat at home for, like, four or five days right. by itself. It'll be fine. Right. You leave food out for it. If I just had a dog, like a robot dog, I don't have to be home every day at six. No. I don't have, I can, I don't have to worry about, well, what the fuck am I going to do for this animal that cares for me, but also desperately needs my help because it has no skills. Although, you know, if we're trying to map the human brain, right, and figure out how to recreate a human brain. But it's just like too many synapses. I can't recommend that. There's no upside to that. But before they get to the human brain, they're going to get to a lot of animal brain level synapses. So at some point, we're going to reach a where there are dogs that are simulated in so accurate a way that it is on. You aren't able to tell a difference. It's like we're at like a Westworld level. I'm talking here. Like, I don't know if we'll ever be able to recreate consciousness for humans, but, like, why can't we recreate the animal instincts of a a, a chicken to start out with? Like, what I mean, would be I the think, difference? I think we can, because chickens are, like, the dumbest right. animals on the planet. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they can figure out how to make the fur look... Like, we're... I don't think... I don't think the limit is technology. I think the limit is purely aesthetic on the dogs. I mean, I think it's... I mean, it's definitely partially aesthetic, but also... I mean, I think it is the behavior also... That, I don't and, know. I feel like you could program a dog to be a dog. It's not that hard. They have like four thoughts. Yeah, but it's the way they express those thoughts. And <laughs> listen, I was trying to explain this to a woman I went on a date with a couple. Like, Sora has very specific barks that I know that is like, hey, this one's, oh, hey, I'm out of water. This one's, hey, I want a treat. This one is, hey, I know I had a treat three minutes ago, but I want another one. So get the fuck over here. Or I got one kind of treat for my hips, but now I need the actual good treat. So, like, get back over here. Like, and I know, like, I don't think you can really train that level of 
hey, fucko, get over here from your dog. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could just you could just have a, a rotating wheel of dog personalities because like how many people actually come in contact with enough of the same dog of the same breed to even be able to tell whether like whether there's a difference between one dog's personality and the next. Like you start one out at like and it learns. I mean, we have machine learning and AI. Why couldn't a dog which literally relies nothing on but animal instinct? Michael, you you've within my as long as I know you have owned three dogs. Yeah. All drastically different. Oh, yeah. They're all idiots. In different ways. Idiots in different ways, but also Staley was basically a velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Sora is basically a hippo without the <laughs> deadly instincts. Like every I mean, so anyway. Listen, I'd love to see a real robot dog one day, and I hope it doesn't rip my throat out for you know whatever a robot <laughs> uprising it's part of. This does remind me of something though, Michael. I did see a tweet a couple weeks ago that apparently had biology Twitter all up in in a huff. Ooh, and biology just, Twitter, eh? Yeah, oh baby. Hey, it was yo. basically just um it was something like, please rank the most useless animals and tell me why it's or why it's worms. <laughs> and every <laughs> biologist was just like, Hey, listen, shithead, worms are really important. <laughs> I want to know what is the most useless animal that you could make a robot out of for like funsies. I I mean animal or like does it have to move? <laughs> I mean, for for me, I know it's frogs. Uh, they're not useless though; they're very useful. Actually, so here's the thing: I would like I would like someone to make a robot that does everything a frog does, mostly kill bugs. Yep, yep. But in a vastly different form factor. <laughs> <laughs> like if it just did not look like a frog at all, but did all the good frog work, and also maybe had tasty legs. Great, sign me up. But but like what makes frogs be able to do their good frog work is how they look. They need to like be able to blend in into their environment. No, well, partially. And also they just need one of those like, Michael, if I went to any grocery store in America and I put a quarter into the gotcha pond and I just turned it nine times out of ten, I'm going to get one of those real sticky palms on a, on a oh, string. Oh, yeah, that that's I can true. Just, yeah. Literally, you, you put one of those in a robot and just let it shoot that big sticky palm out at bugs every once in a while. Same thing, baby. And it's not fucking creepy as fuck. (laughs) You know what? The more that I think about it, I think that we might have a harder time recreating a a very good representation of an existing animal. Like, I feel like we could come up with a new animal and convince people that, like, oh, this is a new animal we discovered and it could be a full robot animal. But, like, I feel like... We don't know why some of this stuff happens, right? Like we can have we we like have ideas about why it happens. Yeah. But like you can't talk to a frog, is all I'm saying. And good. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> the only way I'm talking to a to a frog is through like prison glass and it could be on a phone and then also somehow I'm arranging like that phone to have a bomb inside of it. It's like, "Oops, got you again, you fuck." One down, millions, billions more to go. Oh, there's so many frogs. I don't even, I'm not, oh my I, god kush kush i feel yeah. like i've told i've told this story on the podcast before right where i hit the spider with a shoe and it exploded into it a million happened, it, baby spiders this happened at the cabin and we need to talk about this yeah michael i do want to say real quick i just did google um robot dolphin and i gotta say i i think i may have been 
vastly uninformed about <laughs> the uncanny valley <laughs> of the robot dolphin because it does not look excellent. Are you talking oh, about the video that was at the bottom of the... Uh... Oh, wait. Okay. So, never mind. I guess they've made leaps and bounds in the robot skin technology. The one I found just like has no eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, Michael, back to Spidey's. Yeah, I mean, all I wanted to say was that, like, I didn't know this was the thing that could happen, and I had never heard of it happening before or after, but it's happened to me twice now, and it's really starting to get annoying. Yeah, I mean, twice is a trend. I will say, uh, y'all really stinked up that whole cabin pretty good with uh, lemongrass-scented pest killer. Look, it was a pet and child-safe. Bug yeah, but killer. it wasn't it wasn't Michael Cushing safe because I literally could not sleep down. I had to sleep on the couch because it was so bad. Well, the problem was it exploded into a tiny spiders. And but then like I had to run all the way upstairs to get the bug spray and come back down. And by the time I got there, they were like, we don't know where all of them are. Just do a three foot perimeter. Yeah. So I literally sprayed a six foot diameter circle around where the, the killing had happened. And that's a lot of lemongrass bug spray. Sorry, Brando. Yeah, it's fine. Michael, I haven't meaning to talk to you about something for weeks. Oh, I think man. I saw this trending mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, Maybe an hour after. Maybe, actually, no. Less than an hour. Ten minutes after we had stopped recording <laughs> last week's episode. So three every weeks. Every fucking time. It's every time. It's infuriating. It's the worst. Um. Wait, should we check? We should check real quick because we had several false starts. Maybe the world thinks that we've already finished recording. Okay, yeah, let me. We'll check, check what, real quick. What's but like trending on Twitter, uh, five guys. I don't want to know why that is. Oh, Jake Paul, FBI searching his house. That's cool. Uh, you are the swamp is trending. Um, okay. No. Uh, no comrades under one k, which <laughs> appears to be about uh, every leftist Twitter account needs at least one thousand followers. So hey. Oh I, yes. Okay, Michael. Yep. Opportunity knocks upon our door once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably tweet about no comrades. We're, yeah. we're pretty leftist, right? Oh, we're 100% leftist. Yeah. I, I took one of those political spectrum quizzes. It was like eight eight factors or whatever. Yeah. And it told me I was a, a liberal socialist. Oh. Uh, and at, under one of the categories, I was revolutionary. So Whoa. I think that's Whoa. pretty Hello. leftist, if you will. Important question. Obviously, yes. we're going to do this with Tilt because, you know, we're just the two leftiest boys of all time. Of course, yes. Um, and legally the only podcast, obviously. Um, so by definition, the most leftist podcast around. Um, do you think we're allowed to, with our underground podcast radio show, uh, Longest Days of Our Lives featuring the Hit Show 24, which is explicitly pro-cop, <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think we're allowed to be... I, whoa, wait. The show... The show is not pro cop. It it shows Jack Bauer doing some very very terrible things to police. And I think we did mention that I think really he dumb. I think he has injured or or killed more cops than yes. and I mean he did participate in bombing a federal law enforcement right. building. So he's it glorifies the rogue agent and it glorifies torture. But it does not glorify cops, I don't think. But I don't know if I don't know if we'll get away I don't know if we could get away with calling a 24 podcast leftist as leftist as its three hosts are that's fair that's fair okay well hey we'll tweet about it everyone if you hear this just just go look at twitter retweet our shit <laughs> we, we, need, we need them followers you're already looking at twitter anyways while you're listening to this probably yeah. 
I know I am. Yeah. Um, clearly. Michael, I'm going to share a tweet with you. I've been thinking about it literally nonstop. <laughs> so the tweet is from uh, jpinky87, and the tweet copy just says, fellas, y'all doing this? And I want you to scroll up, scroll up. Don't read the the Urban Dictionary thing yet, Michael. Just scroll up to the first image. Scroll up to the first Fellas, y'all doing this. Okay, now read the read the copy from this post. My bros sleep on this life hack. This here catches gooch grease and loose dingleberries. Keep them drawls fresh. Free game. Thank me later. Thank me later. Yeah, hashtag. Now what's happening in this photo? Well, it appears to be a maxi pad with wings. Um in his underwear. Placed into his underwear. Around in his pants, in his underwear, in his pants, around his ankle, while he's presumably while he's pooping. Pooping, yeah. Um, so, hmm. gooch grease. Yep. I mean, obviously, that's like, like taint sweat slash swamp ass. I'm gonna read. So included in this is the Urban Dictionary definition of gooch grease. Okay. <laughs> Similar to swamp ass. Yes. Okay. Gooch grease is the disgusting smelling mixture of sweat, shit crusties, and lint. That forms along the inner gooch, forming a slime-like substance. And he definitely does explicitly say loose dingleberries. Yeah. In addition to the gooch grease. What is it? Go ahead. What is it with men's inability to wipe themselves? Inability and maybe refusal. I think (laughs) at this point, if you're willing to... I'm going to just go ahead and say steal... Feminine products from the shelves. Yep. So just so you don't have to wipe your ass fully, fellas, might be time to reevaluate your your life choices. Yeah, I mean, look, I I get it for like the swamp ass is a real thing. Swamp ass is such a real thing. It is, and it is, right it is, it is all genders have swamp ass. Uh, the other stuff though, like that, like swamp ass is one thing, but you can buy like I don't know, you buy like silver lined underwear or some shit. Or like it's athletic underwear, and then you don't go outside. You just hang out in the AC. Yeah, but th- what they're talking about here is a whole different ball game where they do not clean themselves regularly or with the aplomb that one would expect from an adult human being. The the part that Michael the audacity. I don't know if I used that word correctly, by the way. Aplomb. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Ness. And even yes. if you didn't, don't care. <laughs> um. The th- the sentence here that really gets me, first of all, the fact that this is all in, it's all capitalized, it like, or it's in capital case. It's not all capitalized, but it's like, okay, my bros sleep on this life hack. The audacity of that sentence drives me insane. Like, this is a thing that just like, by the way, life hack, just life hack. don't wipe, just shove a maxi pad into your underwear not even up your butt crack just like yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it but also just like this is the thing that everyone knows about but also hey guys you're like people people sleeping on this one people sleeping on it like i've told all of my friends and they all look at me like hey why aren't you wiping your ass uh and they're just sleeping on this life hack i have to never have to wipe my ass properly Mm -hmm. nor clean myself apparently also, I think this country is woefully overdue for a bidet revolution. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, also, just... can I say, so Urban Dictionary, 
they, like most websites, have things they want you to purchase. I see where you're, yep, I see where you're going. Uh, and so sometimes you, like, look up a word, and it's like, do you want this word on a mug or some shit? And it's like, yeah. I feel like there should be a filter because, like, no one should be able to nor want to have the phrase gooch grease on a gator or a mug. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I've thought about getting a neck gator uh-huh. for, you know, for COVID times. Of course, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to yep, wear a mask yeah. all the time. If I, if Michael, if I walked into Publix <laughs> and I'm just like, oops, forgot my mask. And then I just like, don't worry, pull up my neck gator. And it just says gooch grease on my face. Uh, across your mouth. Across my mouth. <laughs> I feel like you should not be allowed. If it just says space docking on my face as I walk into church. <laughs> Like, just yeah. How many mm. of these do they actually? <sighs> I can't imagine people are using Urban Dictionary for like things that aren't disgusting at this point, right? I mean, I, I think there are certain slang terms that are on there. Hmm, Michael. So I did just Google worst things on Urban Dictionary, and I don't. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. You, but nope. You should never. You should never Google search worst things. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I think I had to, but the first, the first one that, um, the first result was, uh, Dirty Thunderstorm, mm. which mm. appears to be an eight-step process. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Michael. I just I'm- don't understand how people have the time nor patience to go through that much work to have sexual relations. Can I just say that? Michael, first of all, on that note, fuck, man. I, I mean, listen, you're lucky you're married. I'll just say that. <laughs> the effort the effort required to have sex successfully <laughs> is, especially right now during COVID times, oh, boy. It's just the worst. Honestly, look, look, can we talk about it? Like, no one ever says, like, oh, you know who has the most sex? Married couples. So, like, you know, it's not like during non-COVID times that married couples are having more sex than single people. So, like, you guys have to have slightly less sex than us married couples for, like, six months and you guys are losing your shit, all right? I'm not gonna put a date on when I last had sex, but, like, okay. (laughs) I'm not talking about you specifically. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Single people with game. Uh, Some level of... Single people who can close is what Uh, I'm at. Yeah, sure. Well, Michael, now that I have a a goal to aspire to, the Dirty yeah. Thunderstorm, can I walk you through this? I think yeah, I the show love, might. I, I think the love. show might just end as soon as I utter any of these words. But um, hold on one second. I gotta get um my pen. Oh, buddy, I'll screenshot. I'll send you the link. Oh no, I like to write these down. Oh, okay, I don't yeah, have I don't have again, a TV or a computer in my bedroom. It is it is a, an eight step process oh, with boy. one final pro tip. So, okay. The description is, Dirty Thunderstorm, quote, this, requ- this requires some moral fortitude to successfully pull off. Oh, if no, you, moral fortitude. Yeah. If you don't really want to do it, you straight up won't. <laughs> this is an act of breaking up or ensuring that the girl slash guy you do this to never calls you again. So step one, have sex with them first. Otherwise, it's just not as effective. Okay, okay, yeah. So you gotta have sex. Gotta have sex, obviously. After sex, when they're asleep, you've got to take a crap somewhere other than the toilet. So, your hands wow. in a brown paper bag, something. Okay. 
here's where the moral How, fortitude wait sorry go ahead have you ever taken a crap that wasn't a toilet never in my life yeah me neither yeah actually no one time someone convinced me to poop in the woods like a and bear. Then, yeah like a bear and then wipe myself with a leaf and it was the most uncomfortable experience of my life so i never did it again someone convinced you to do that yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, I was like, I need to go back to the house because I need to take a shit. And they were like, we just do it out here. And I was like, it's like a 10 minute walk back to my house. I was like, like, were you in the backyard of the 505 <laughs> house? Like, what? No, this was like when I was a kid, when I was younger. We had this wooded area near our house. So like, you could walk into it and walk through to another neighborhood. And I was like, well, I got to go home. And we were okay, Michael, the, the thing there yeah. that really bothers me is that in central Florida, you're only ass wiping. Hey, whoa, options. whoa, whoa. Okay, sorry. Oh, so you were on the coast. My bad. I was in, I was on the west coast of Florida. Thank you very much. I do sorry. not. Sorry. Wow, Central Florida. Is that what you think of me? I forgot. I I was thinking of Rachel's oh, sweet mother who broke fool. her ankle and lives in Central Florida. <laughs> um, but to be fair though, the options get worse on the coast because your your butt wiping options in Florida are really just pine needles or <laughs> palm fronds, or poisonous plants. <laughs> no, That's there's those the there's those big like elephant ear plants. I don't know if you, you've seen those where they're yeah. like the big leaves that are like this big. I just assumed they were poisonous because they're, they're not big in Florida and they well, weren't. I mean, to they them. weren't to me, I don't think. <laughs> in my sweet butthole. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so that first step or that second step, I guess, would be the probably where I would probably pull the plug on that one. Yeah, just being in someone's someone that you've once cared for because mm-hmm. apparently this is a breakup move. <laughs> um, that you're going to poop somewhere in their home. Mm-hmm. And then, Michael, it does get worse. Oh. And again, I didn't really I read this, so this is going to get problematic real quick. Um, step three. Here's where the moral fortitude comes in. You're going to need a ladder and something to pick up your crap with. Do you see okay. where this is going? Yeah. I. I. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Step oh. four. Pick up your excrement. I don't know why they went. They're they're being they're dancing around this pretty well with mm-hmm. crap and excrement. Yeah, and place it on top of the fan blades. Yeah, okay, Spread that's it where out. I thought the it was smaller going. pieces the better. Now you're getting there. Mm. Step five. Once your all of your crap is safely on the fan blades, get dressed up and gather up all of your belongings in order to make a quick quick escape. Did I mention this can only be done at their house, not yours? <laughs> I mean, it could be done at yours. It would just not be as effective as a. You're going to lose your security deposit. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Sometimes it might be worth it. Step six. Start flicking the lights on and off and screaming until your unfortunate victim wakes up. And once you start moving and moaning, turn the fan to max and sprint the fuck out of there. Seven. Never agree. Sorry. Never agree to meet them in person ever again as you'll be promptly castrated or killed. Mm -hmm. Step eight. If done right and fast enough, the majority of the walls and floor near the corners will have little flecks of crap everywhere. If done wrong, it might fall off the fan before you start. That's bad. Um, Wow. Yep. Wow. The other the other definition, Michael, of dirty thunderstorm is a type of sexual act in which someone sharts after having their asshole jizzed in, prefer, prefer preferably onto their partner's face. And I think I might prefer that one to the- <laughs> that one's probably better. Because like I can't even imagine you would you would never be able to sleep in the bedroom again. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're getting all of that shit out of the room. No. You have to move out, even if it's your house, even if you own it. Is that covered by insurance? I don't think I don't think it is. Michael, I do want to. So at the bottom of 
first of all, I can get a Dirty Thunderstorm Neck Gator, which is so important. Obviously, so important. Second, at the bottom of the page on Urban Dictionary, there is the top 30 trends trending <laughs> on for August 4th when we're, um, you know, when we're uh, recording this. Well, the day before we're recording this? Yeah. No, weird. Um, would you They care? only compile the trends once a day at 9, at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, obviously. Okay. <laughs> would you care to guess so uh, whatever the second trending term is splinter splinter yeah i'm just i'm gonna ask you and also there is one that i'm gonna i'm gonna call out um it's pretty good um number nine is chingatumaga so you know chingatu like i assume you've heard chingatumadre yeah doesn't that mean like fuck your mother fuck your mom so yeah. chingatumaga is fuck- showing up on this is something I might get on a uh, on a neck gator or a ball cap. Fuck your MAGA, your your MAGA, mm-hmm. make America great again. So Splinter, Michael, would you care to guess why it's trending or what the definition for that is? Ooh, Splinter. Uh, okay, Splinters are small. I remember it's Urban Dictionary, right? So it's probably sexual. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't take too long. Just give me your gut. It. Oh, it's somebody with a tiny little dick. No, Michael. He's the leader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you know, and actually, he is a rat, said, though. When you so. said Splinter, my initial thought was like, why would the, why would that be an Urban Dictionary? He's just the he's the head of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that was literally the first thought in my head when you said Splinter. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't just say that. Yeah. So there we go, Michael. What do you? What else why you is it, why would that be trending though? I don't know, but it's the number two trending term on Urban Dictionary. Splinter. Wow. And that's the definition that when you click on it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was when I hovered over. When I click on it, the, the definition is a small stick of wood stuck under well, the skin. Obviously, yeah. Or the opposite of a schlong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, oh, hey, has there ever been a... Uh, I'm sure there has been. Has there ever been a Crocodile Dundee porn parody where he says... <laughs> that's not a schlong this is a schlong and he's got a bigger dick than the other guy i mean i i have to assume yes but if not tm 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 <laughs> so I have, we, we did decide on the river well i decided on the river when we were tubing that my dream job is to work for the company that makes all the really bad like remakes or just weird shit like sharknado just to come oh, yeah. up just to come up with the ideas. I want to be the idea guy at that place. If I could just be Roger Corman's right-hand man, just like, hey, just make this dumb shit. Yeah. That'd be great. So, Michael, I did text our our friend Jen, who is, uh, I think, our resident biology expert, um, but also famously thinks dolphins are the shittiest animals on the planet. And also anyone, <laughs> who's, right. anyone who lists dolphins as their favorite <laughs> animals is automatically a bad person like that is her barometer for are you a bad person what's your favorite animal if they say dolphin yes you're a bad person i mean i get it they do some terrible things so i'm gonna just go through all of the many so i just texted her the link earlier yeah like why do dolphins get to be the cool like fun cuddly animal and sharks are evil sharks are way cooler so she did say uh, the last the last response of the 15 that she sent through was (laughs) of all was I mean really of all the robots you could build, why dolphins? Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through her many thoughts because uh, it was first I have so many thoughts. First, she was why? also our our cover reporter on the ground. In, cover reporter on the ground in uh, in China. Yep, which comes into play. Ooh. First, why? 
Two, what do they smell like? Oh. Three, this will prevent them from giving people STDs at least. Yeah. Fourth, fucking dolphins. Yeah. Five, the Chinese will love this. <laughs> Six, I wonder if they got the, the teeth right. Six, but really what is the point? And also there's a little girl in, the, in that video that had a question if it was actually me in a time warp, but she's frowning. <laughs> and lastly, the guy clearly invented these to be sex dolphins. Which is something that we didn't get oh, into. Oh, no, you're right. The quote that the man provides was, the detail goes so far as to actually integrate fat bladders to be sure that the buoyancy and the feel of it when you actually touch it or move with it and bump against <laughs> it, it feels like it's a real-life counterpart. Oh, it's a real dolphin. It's partially autonomous and partially remote-controlled, depending on what you use it for. You, you're just going to gloss right over my joke, huh? Just like that. You're gonna you're gonna listen to that one back later and you're gonna be like, wow, that was really fucking. That good. happens all the fucking time, and I'm so sorry. I was Let reading me try the quote. it one more time. Yes. It's a real dolphin. Because they're called real dolls. Get it? Real dolls. The real dolls Michael, are real dolphins. The way you do that in real time, I don't understand how you do it. It's just so good. I'm so sorry I missed it. The first time it'll never happen again. It will happen again. I'm sorry I was so focused on the good reading the good quote. It's you know what I just wanted to give you the opportunity because you always you always slack me the next day and you're like hey I missed that thing you said I'd say it literally was like man I really laughed at that when I was editing it and not <laughs> listening to you talk <laughs> Michael you know, you know where you can it, buy but... these you can you know where you can buy these robots uh onlyfins.com ah nice anyway buddy okay I think we have time for one or two more stories what do you got um let's see what would what do we got. Oh man, no! You know, you know what we need to talk about? It's very important. All right. Was it while I w- why I was playing the Pokemon theme song when we jumped on the call? <laughs> why were you playing the Pokemon theme song when we jumped on the call? Um, this is a tiny one. My sister sent me this, but um, because it was it's... either that or I was gonna go to the seeds. Oh, we. Uh, this is a quick one, and then we All can right. do the seeds. We All can right. s- we can spread our seed on this good. Order. Ooh, um, Michael, you. I mean, you heard me playing the song, so like you'll get it. But I'm gonna send you this tweet, and then. <laughs> You can, you can if you had it. not told me it was the Pokemon theme song, I would have had no fucking clue, though. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here, bud. Read that tweet for me. Uh, from at Gion Shim, Gion Shim, uh, comma, Dirt Goblin is the uh, display name. Yep. A friend on Facebook posted about how Emily Dickinson used the common meter, and so her poems can all be sung to the tune of the Pokemon theme song. And because I could not stop for death. He kindly stopped for me. The carriage held, but just ourselves. An immortality. <laughs> we slowly drove. He knew no hate. And I had to put away my labor and my leisure too. For his civility. Pokemon, gotta catch him all. Dickinson, gotta catch her all. (laughs) Um, It also sounds like it might you might be able to do the uh, the Gilligan's Island theme to it. I don't know for sure, but while you were singing that, I had the Gilligan's Island theme pop into my head. I mean, I don't know anything about meter at all, meter and rhyme. I like I know some of it, but like all I really know is. (laughs) I think it was the um. I think it was the uh, when you said my labor and my leisure too. It reminded me of Gilligan and the Skipper too. Yeah, 
probably common meter. Again, I don't know. I don't know what that made, means. It made me laugh I real love hard. It. So anyway, that's it. Yeah. That one's for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you heard about these seeds, though? I, you sent me something ambiguous about seeds, and I'm curious. Arkansas man plants mystery seeds from China, says they're growing like crazy. In Boonville, Arkansas, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is asking people who receive unsolicited seeds sent from China, and you're going to be very surprised by this recommendation, not to plant them. Not plant them. Not. You should not plant random seeds that show up at your house from a different country, specifically China. I mean, probably anywhere, probably from anyone, anywhere you should. If somebody sends you with seeds, probably don't plant them. Man, the the most delicious part of this, because like one, that quote is like, yeah, they're growing like crazy. Wait, wait let me read the quote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah give me all of it, please. Because I, I have some thoughts. Uh, this is from Doyle Crenshaw, a Boonville resident. What a name. We brought them down here and planted the seeds. Just to see what happened. Every two weeks, I come by and put some miracle grow on it. And they just started growing like crazy. Yeah. This is amazing because of all the places in the world that one should know better about wild invasive plants taking over <laughs> your entire zone <laughs> with kudzu, the South should know better. Mm-hmm. Um, which God, also when we were in Georgia, shit, the kudzu is... It's everywhere. Oof. It's everywhere. And also introduced from somewhere in Asia and just took over the South. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of looks great, but Okay. This is such a like devil's like witch's brew of just like different shit. Like the I don't know. Apparently, I read a little bit about this like after you sent me like some stuff. Apparently, it's just a well-known scam. What that, is like, this? Yeah, they said it was a brushing scam. What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, so I don't know about brushing, but like the way I was reading it was that basically scammers in China will buy like very cheap whatever and ship it, and then at the last second will like sh- like change what the product is. So they get like whatever, either they get whatever they paid for or like they pay for way less than they normally would. And then like they just ship to random. I think it's mostly a money laundering scheme that like they're just sending super cheap things to a lot of people. And like they were initially sending one product and they ship it like they swap it for these seeds. Uh, So like something like that. So it's a money laundering scheme. uh, I know. But but they just randomly send seeds to people and apparently in the Tampa Bay area. Talking so about Tampa, my hometown. All throughout Florida, all through the South. And that, I think, is the most brilliant part about this because mm-hmm. it's such a delicious mixing pot of both. Ooh, I got a mystery package <laughs> from China, which <laughs> I have been in, like I've been indoctrinated to hate. But also, I am so curious what these seeds do. And also, the government can't tell me what to do. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to water them, and I don't care that it's probably oregano or whatever the fuck. I'm growing these good seeds. Uh, so curious. Um, say say somebody, and I have no idea who, sent me seeds of something, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I was growing, let's say, poppy seeds or cocaine in my backyard mm-hmm. on accident. Is that my fault? No. Like, I wouldn't even know what a cocaine plant would look like. I would just plant some random seeds that showed up and now i have cocaine and now i now i have to figure out how to dry it out and how to turn it into powder and then i have to figure out how to sell it and and it's like a whole thing before you know you have 15 women in just their underwear like you know 
cutting cocaine and packaging it and like you don't even know how you wound up there is this my fault i don't think it's my fault no you michael you just got the seeds in the mail <laughs> I just got and then seeds in the mail and i just did what came naturally science took over like that's just the progression of the the coca plant yeah i mean that's not your fault just uh, yeah that does remind me one time um uh because i used to work for my dad and my uncle and uh, you know doing swimming pool construction and uh, one of the guys, Danny, uh, we would, like my uncle kept all of the equipment in his like garage at his house. So we would always have to like drive the flatbed truck from the office to my uncle's house to get like a compactor or like whatever. And uh, all the guys I worked with smoked a ton of pot. Um, and one day Danny parked the truck and then just dumped some seeds out in my uncle's like front yard, like by the mailbox <laughs> and had me run up to the garage to get some shit. And I remember like distinctly like three weeks later. He parked, <laughs> went to dump the seeds out again, and looked down. and was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and like looked down, and like I came back, and he had pulled up like three significantly sized pot plants from my <laughs> uncle's driveway. It's <laughs> like oh, I hope you repotted those, sir. Oh, you know he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Michael. I mean, I think if you like, obviously they're probably not sending cocaine seeds. I don't. I don't know what form that takes. I don't know if you like bury an ounce of cocaine if it just grows a plant maybe i'm not i'm not a i'm not a doctor doctor. i'm not a cocaine not a cocaine doctor but yeah you can't be held accountable for that but this also is a perfect brew of just like yeah let's just send some shit to people who have massive amounts of curiosity no respect for anybody else or the or what anyone will tell them hey don't do that like if you wanted to take over the american south with some sort of invasive plant like that is the way to do it yeah i mean maybe that's how kudzu got started Mm -hmm. i mean honestly that's how all of these other invasive species like boas and stuff, people sent them to Floridians in the well, mail. I mean, that, but also that was rich people who wanted, hey, let me get a boa or a tiger. And then, whoa, that got really big. <laughs> and so they just put it out in the Evergates. This is kind of the inverse of that. This yeah. is more just like, hey, you're you're salt of the earth kind of folk. Here's it's a real uh, grassroots campaign. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And it's just like, hey. You decide what to do with this. You look. You can throw them out, or so brushing scam. So this is a little bit less nefarious. Is USA? This is probably this is a, an older article. I think is the problem. Yeah, a couple days ago, but they thought originally that it was a brushing scam in which online retailers use the identities of the seed recipients to post favorable customer reviews. I don't know how exactly that works. Yeah. But, I don't know either. Although when I look at Amazon and everything has a thousand, a hundred thousand yes. five star reviews, I'm like, oh, those all seem non legit. Yeah, they used to. Uh, they used to say, have to say like, oh, I received the product or whatever in exchange for this review, but I don't think they do that anymore. But anyways, anyone who receives any unsolicited seeds from china or anywhere else you're supposed to uh report it to the usda animal and plant health inspection service yeah i gotta be honest i would not do that at all i would not 100 percent. Pro- is there a product that if you just received out of the blue or like a package that like you would not even report like what would what would set like i don't even know i'm not i'm not sure what i would i'm going for here but like what would like set off alarm bells for you to like contact someone else or like that, or just like what wouldn't you just use? use? <laughs> like if you just got like a random iPad and it just like was addressed to you. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, 
I'm probably going to use now it. Now all your information's stolen. I'm not going to use it for anything. I'm not going to use it for anything like um You wouldn't put your sensitive. bank account in there. No, I would probably use it to just like watch movies or something. I would just watch TikTok videos on it. <laughs> Yeah, like, that would be my TikTok machine because it like it's already probably hacking me from the from the Chinese anyway. So, okay, Michael, I need to share a story with you because I, I I'd also this. everyone who's who's using TikTok apparently should be using Byte B Y T E. Okay, American you, American owned and operated. Yeah, just wait till Microsoft gets their teeth into it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Michael, I need to. So I saw this headline earlier, and I wasn't. We need to talk about this story. This is, I think it's sort of related, but mostly on the technology front. But we need to talk about this. Headline. Man feared murdered is found alive in woods after nearly five years. So, Ricardus Puisis found hiding in Wiesbeck, Cambridgeshire in the UK (laughs) after Facebook account was set up in his name. What? Ricardus Puisis from Wiesbeck, Cambridgeshire? Yeah. Like, that's a mouthful. It's a lot. Michael, I, I admit it's a lot to say. It's, yeah. So the last confirmed sighting of Ricardo Puisis, now 40, was on September 26, 2015 at his workplace, 20 miles from where he lived in Wisbeck, Cambridgeshire. He unexpectedly failed to return to work two days later. And in November of that year, police launched a murder investigation. And a following month, a man was arrested on suspicion of his, of his murder before being released without charge. Man, why, why did they think he was murdered? Because he just disappeared, I guess. But, so, then, apparently... But, like, why would you immediately go to, like, murdered? I guess it is the middle of nowhere in Cambridgeshire, you know? But also, okay, however, hopes that he might be alive were raised when a Facebook account was set up in his name and photographs were posted of a man police (laughs) believed to be Puisis. In November last year, officers relaunched an appeal to find him, and in November they received several reports of sightings of him. And then on Monday, I guess last month, uh... They said he'd been found hiding on July 1st in the woods near this town. Are you, do you legally have to come back into the world if you were just like, hey, I left for a reason? Yeah, I don't think there's like, there's nothing wrong with what he did unless he like try, unless he tried to use his death as some way to like get out of something legal. Like, he didn't say he... Like, no one said he was dead other than other people who... Like, if you just disappear, that's... I guess come back. He's a grown-ass man. I guess it was because he was, like, an an immigrant to the UK, and, like, they had raised concerns before before he left because uh, they thought he was vulnerable to exploitation. But I gotta be honest with you. If I went into the woods for five fucking years, I did it for a reason. (laughs) And you don't just get to come find me. I'm sorry. Well, like, look, didn't... here's the thing. You can go into the woods for five years. Fine. You don't get to have a Facebook account anymore. Well, someone made this for him. Oh, so it, it wasn't clearly... even him? Yeah, he didn't make it. So I clearly... thought he was just like, yeah, okay, it's been long enough. I guess I'm going to set up this Facebook account No, so clearly again. someone made it for him. Why? Because they learned his name and then like realized he'd been missing. So they're just like, I guess this guy still exists. Which sucks. Never make friends. Wait, so they made an somebody made an account for this guy just because he was dead and they were trying to use him for like catfishing or something? No, I guess they just like made the account and like flagged it for they're like, hey, this guy might still be around. But like weird. Like who ca- why do they care? And also, what is the point of going <laughs> off the grid if anyone you meet can just make you a Facebook pro again? You can't go off the grid anymore, Kush. Well, it's you certainly can't do it in the UK because it's like the size of Rhode Island. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. that was that was one tweet I saw where it was like, in the United States, drive four hours, you're still in the same state. Drive four hour, drive four hours in the UK, and like the language has changed three times, the weather is completely different, and you have no idea what the food is. Man, I would. So when I went to Scotland, uh, like two or three years ago, we landed in Glasgow, and like I couldn't understand a word. <laughs> My uh, my cab driver was saying other than that, I could pick up that he was trying to scam me. <laughs> that was about it. Obviously. And then in Edinburgh, it was just like night and day. I could I could hear every, like understand clearly. And then, then like Edinburgh was 45 minutes from yeah. Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, and then we went up to like uh, I'm going to blank on the name, but like 45 minutes north, completely changed again. Crossed like it was insane. It was like this country is the size of South Carolina <laughs> and it's got more accents than the entire United States. To be fair, though, if if you were, say, from, I don't know, if you, if you were from the UK or maybe some other, or maybe there's another country that they speak English, like, as a second language or something, and you came, you flew into, say, Atlanta, and you were in the airport, you'd probably be like, yeah, I can understand everyone pretty well, and then you went to, like, say, like, Georgia. 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 And you, there are some different places in Georgia where I don't think I w- like they would understand that either. The American South is, but also the American <laughs> South geographically is so massively big. That's true. Yeah, Michael, I don't know, but either but I'm way, just saying, I'm, like you go, you get to Atlanta, you meet you, Mike Cushing, and then you drive like ten minutes, and all of a sudden you're like talking to, you know, I don't know. Go on. I don't know. Yeah. I was, Michael, I was trying to you, think. I was trying to think of a good Atlanta rapper, but I you couldn't. Could, you couldn't think of a good Atlanta no, like a rapper. good a good Atlanta rapper to use as an example. And you couldn't come up with any any. I you know lots Michael, of Atlanta rappers, but I was trying to. I was trying to use something that was close to home for you. Uh huh. Um, but I couldn't think of anything. The whitest boy on earth, Michael yeah. Fishing. Okay, I was trying to think of some rapper that you would know other than like Luda. How dare you! <laughs> How, how dare you? Is a big boy from Atlanta? <laughs> that was a joke. Mm. Michael, here's my, I think this is my big question. If you have gone off the grid for five years, have yep. evaded notice, you made one friend and that friend betrayed you and made a Facebook thing, and police came into your hovel in the woods where you were living happily off the land, are you allowed to just be like, I'm fine. Don't fucking say anything to anybody. Like, are you allowed to just be like, hey, I know you guys investigated shit. No one asked you to do that. No one asked you to do that. Certainly not me. I'm in the woods. Don't mention my name because, like, there are people that want me dead. <laughs> yeah, just say, like, you didn't find me. That would be great. Yeah, like, if you I'm just fine here. Or, like, actually don't say shit because if you were like, yeah, we made this big, massive police incursion into the woods and... <laughs> Warshits Cambridgeshire. Oh, and then we didn't find this guy. Don't worry. He's not here for sure. It's like, just don't say shit. Just don't say shit. There's other stuff going on. I'm not Yeah, it's been five years. Just leave me alone. I'm socially distancing you fucks. You absolute fucks. I saw this coming. I didn't want to be part of this. Five years ago. You absolute cocks. DCI Rob Hall from, from Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire, and Hertfordshire Major Crime Unit. That's a lot of shy. What a fucking mouthful. Like, does he say Michael, that? Ah, yes, Michael. I'm Rob Hall, the DCI from Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire, Hertfordshire, Major Crime Unit. 
those are the Worcestershires. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Oh, boy. Got him. Oh. We should not record for three weeks all the time. Yeah, we're good right now. Yeah, man. Just real punchy. Don't know how to podcast. Nothing's funny. But, oh, I'm loving it. Wait, hold on a second. Breaking news. Breaking news. See, we waited long enough. Breaking. Twitter has banned President Trump from tweeting until he deletes a tweet about coronavirus. (laughs) The site says violates (laughs) rules against misinformation. Wow, one tweet? This is good. One tweet tweet oh boy howdy what wow. a world i can't wait for all the news tomorrow <laughs> so breaking news but news that we don't want to talk about so that's the ty- that's a good type of news to break right as yeah we're i mean i don't really show take it to par- michael i'm gonna hate when this show has to look at parlor as a source of news to make oh. fun of that's gonna be a real thorn in my dick no nah, it's gonna die i feel like it's gonna die yeah, Michael, that's where all the, the real discourse happens, bud. Yeah, that's where all the, where they engage in good debates. I can't wait until the creators of Parlor try to monetize that oh, particular oof. app and realize that no brand wants any part of it. <laughs> no brand wants any part of it and probably like, ooh, 90% of the users are bots. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think you meant Patriots. Sorry, Patriots. Sorry, bud. Uh, Michael, you have any final stories? I think we're we're coming up on time. No. Yeah, I got Gooch Grease. We got Pokemon Dickinson. Um, uh, we didn't talk about Grimy. Oh, Michael, I want to share something. I, I I shared it within the Slack channel, but I do want to share on a, a personal journey that I went on to buy um yet another really stupid goof website URL <laughs> that happened. Um, because I, I oversold it in the Slack when I described what happened to me mm-hmm. and, and when I decided to, I, I, I added some, uh, narrative embellishment to you mm. guys. Cause I was like, this will be funnier. So what happened, Michael was, um, obviously w- I went to the cabin with you. Yep. Yep. On the way up to the cabin, I realized that, um, Hey, there wasn't a Publix nearby, your mm. first cabin when I the first weekend I went to to see you and then you went even further away. <laughs> I was like, my good friends from Chicago, my dear sweet friends, they would probably love a Publix chicken tender sub. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy you some some subs. And then I realized, well, Rachel informed me, and then I, I was not really considering. Oh, now there's eight people staying at the cabin. <laughs> I was like, I really have gotten in over my head on the on the sub <laughs> front. Okay, I'll, you know what? I'll deal with it. But then you're like, oh, we're hiking. Just get a bunch of tendies. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. I'll get a bunch of tendies. Such a good move. And then through a cursory Because you Google give a man search, a chicken tender sub and he eats for a day. You give a man seven pounds of tendies. Mm-hmm. We ate for a week. We ate for a long, yeah. Um, but then I did realize that the nearest Publix to your cabin was an hour and a half away. Yeah. Which caused some issues. But so I ordered the tendies. I ordered five pounds of tendies because I was like, okay, that'll be enough for whatever, eight people. They gave me seven and a half pounds of attendees. Well, yeah, one pound per person. That seems yeah, about the right amount of attendees. Excessive. Um, so I got all the attendees. And then basically you and I ate three and a half pounds of attendees sure. by ourselves. Yeah, we would um, just stand in the kitchen just housing cold attendees. And then also you had also, you and your wife and your family had bought um, this majestic creation that I was not aware of called fried pies. <laughs> yes. Which are basically empanadas full of pudding and or fruit stuffing. They are from Mercier's, uh, Mercier's Orchard. Orchard. 
which was literally down the street from the entrance to our little cabin neighborhood thing. Yeah. And uh, then so through good. one intoxicant or another, <laughs> you and I, again, did eat three to four pounds of tenders. And yep. then I probably had at least six fried pies yeah, over the course right. of two days. And multiples of them were were stuffed to the gills with cream cheese. Yeah. Cream cheese. Cream cheese pudding somehow. Oh, yeah. Chocolate pudding. The oh, pie, okay, okay. So all that. And then. So I get home. I get home after stopping at the orchard on my way out of town Obviously, and yeah, buying. You, gotta, you got to eight fried pies um, and a six pack of apple donuts. You know, mm, like you do. So good. Um. So clearly, I'm I'm packed to the gills with more. Did you sweets. get any of that um sparkling apple cider they had in the cans? No, no one told me. Oh man, you should God, have because it's really good with bourbon. Great. Thanks for not giving me that pro tip, you dick. Now I got to drive two. Okay. Anyway, I didn't get that, but. So when I got home and then, so I got home at like 2 p.m. By 4 p.m. I'd eaten two more pies. Um, and then sense. I was like, okay, listen, you just gained 10 <laughs> pounds in three days. It's time to get back on keto. Yep. Like you gotta. So how do I do that? And then I was like, oh, how do I do that eating keto, but then also eat my six donuts and six remaining pies? Yeah, you got to. And then I was like, no one on the keto blogs talks about this. <laughs> So I thought about what would I name my, yeah, sometimes I eat keto, but then sometimes I eat nine pies in a week. And then I immediately went to Semi-Carved Life and started singing the Third Eye Blind song Semi-Charmed Life and then immediately bought SemiCarvedLife.com. Which is such a good domain name and I want to be part of it. I mean, obviously you are. I mean, it it currently redirects to (laughs) TrendedLife.com, obviously, Um, or it will once I post this episode. Uh, um, but then you, Michael, did a very, very good lyrical I did. reworking that I, I feel like you need to share. I'd love for you to sing it for us sure. all. Sure. Um, I got to get the... Yeah, get it. Me, 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 me. I wish you would step back from that bread, my friend. Take time to cut the ties of all the pies that you've been digging in. It's very good. I also, I also did the, yeah. the Papa Roach one because it popped into my head, mm-hmm. which was cut my pie into pieces. This is yeah. my last sweet tort. Sweet tort is really, really good. <laughs> um, so anyway, I now own that. Michael, I think I now own six goofy URLs. Yeah. Um, we should do something with those. Yeah. I mean, right now they all point at our dumb website, but um, I we think should also I, do something with that. Yeah, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> Shit. What is that website again? And what what is there? <sighs> My God, this one I am spending. In, I mean, it's not unsustainable, but I think I am spending $86 a year on stupid URLs. Yeah, that sounds accurate. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, we still life. have the butts one, obviously. Weird, Weird butts, butts online. Weird butts online. <laughs> Definitely goes. <laughs> My favorite part, my favorite time of the year is when I get the uh, renewal notice for the random URLs we've bought during the show where it's like your your domain name weird butts online is set to renew. I mean, that was part of when I went to register this one. I had to contend with the fact that I had previously bought weirdbuttsonline.com. Mm atlantamouthfield.com <laughs> and also atlmouthfield.com oh. for a food blog that I was yep. going to make, which actually, Michael, we did talk about me uh, starting a uh, 
Atlanta strip club wings. Yes. Like chicken wings review site, yes. which I think Atlanta Mouthfield.com definitely would. Um, you need to go to all the Atlanta strip clubs that offer lemon pepper wings and the problem, try Michael, them. The, pro- the problem there, and it's, I mean, I don't, I, I hate to bring it up. I don't think I'm allowed in half of them. No, you're definitely, you just be like, look, I'm just here for the lemon pepper wings. I'm doing a review. Actually, probably they don't want that at all. Is that offensive if I walk in I'm like, yeah, cool, cool naked ladies <laughs> love those. Um, really here from the wingies, though. Honestly, I mean, if you listen to Lou Williams of the NBA who got in trouble for going to Magic City to get the wings and I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I looked up the Magic City wings. The picture he posted of the wings was like, yeah, oh my I get God. in trouble for that. Yeah. They look so good. And and he was like, y'all, I just want to get wings. And it's like in Atlanta, going to the strip club to get wings is just like Tuesday. I do remember. So Curtis posted, uh, this was like a year and a half, two years. It might have been actually after, right after I moved to Atlanta. Sent like an article about uh, Atlanta rappers sharing like just their stories. And a lot of them were like, yeah, we just go to Blue Flame. We go to Magic City and it's literally just for the wings. Yeah. <laughs> like we're yeah. not in the, not interested in the peripheral stuff. <laughs> like, they're just I mean, the best sure. They're probably like it's 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 probably a great backdrop for some lemon pepper wings. Oh, sure. Michael. Yeah. We're going to throw a cloud full of 20s on the floor. But for yeah, I'm sure. here for the wingies. Yeah. Really. More. Of a wingman, not a breast man, which is great because, like, most places you go to that have like entertainment and food, the food sucks, the food is terrible, yeah. Because they're like, Oh, you're here for the entertainment, you're like, Okay, no, I, w- I want good food, and then to be like slightly entertained while I eat it, yeah. When I go to medieval times, like, Ooh, great, I get the dragon's blood, this is. Campbell's tomato yeah. bisque. You fucks. You couldn't put any effort into this? Just a little bit of effort is all I'm asking for. It wouldn't hurt you to have, I don't know, real food. Yeah. Less entertainment, more real food, and I'm in more on that. And also, I mean, like, medieval times, like, I don't know, kill somebody. Figure yeah. it out. It, there, there's a reason. I'm here for blood sport. Me and my nephew, Owen, are here for blood sports. <laughs> there's a reason that baseball stadiums led the charge on the food situation at stadiums because they were like yeah we can't make people come and sit seven hours for this fucking baseball game and just shove hot dogs in their face we need to have some good shit so here's an 18 inch hot dog wrapped in a pizza (laughs) topped with nachos and chili well yeah because if you eat that call it the rocky mountain high you can't leave the, the seat because you're literally you're asleep but it counts you're there you're at the baseball game and frankly, if you're not napping from the third to seventh inning at a baseball game, what are you doing anyway? Yeah, what's like, the That's point? the whole point of watching baseball. Yeah. Okay, Michael, I think it's going to do worse than we got trends in low places. I kind of want that pizza hot dog nachos I just did. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. Is that a real thing? Because I will go to wherever that is. I think, I mean, I did just call it the Rocky Mountain High, Ooh. which I feel like if I were in, if I were in Denver mm. and got high, that is the kind of thing I would create by osmosis by going to three different vendors. In I the- have, I have been to a Rockies game while high in Denver. Um, I do not remember that particular meal. Here's the thing: Can science even create an 18, 18 inch long hot dog? <laughs> Can it be done? It's too big. It's too big. Yeah, I can't you, even fit it on. Your the screen. fingers are off the screen. I can't fingers. even. Yeah. Yeah. You even. Oh, oh that's oh, too big. That's that's a big. That's oh. a big hot dog. That's at least that's at least a uh, <laughs> the tramp situation kind of hot dog. <laughs> so that's, that's a two man that's a two man task. Eighteen inches. That's almost a foot and a half. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. I think that's gonna do it for us. We got trends in the places. Um, everyone, if you like this episode, um, 
Thanks. Um, and thanks for tuning back in. Sorry it took us three weeks to get back here, but um, we'll figure it out. I mean, this was, you know. Look, but, but upstate Georgia, is that what you call it? I don't know what you call it. Upstate Georgia uh, has sure. no internet. Ups- Blue Ridge, Georgia is on par, if not worse, than any country, no matter how remote I've ever been to, with internet. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Third of all, you're never ever going to another country ever again. So fucking True. get used to North Georgia because we're not allowed out of this country anymore, you <laughs> motherfucker. But you're allowed back to Georgia, so come on down, baby. Yeah, I'm not allowed back to Georgia, though. I am I literally cannot leave my house for two weeks because I went to Georgia for a day even. It does sound like you'd be allowed to go back to Georgia, though, because <laughs> you were not come back. there. You just can't. You just can't be in Chicago. You, I mean, like you can, you could be in Georgia. You just can't be where you are. Just can't ever go back to my home. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, say goodbye to your house and friends. Yeah, say hello to the cabin in North Georgia and me, your friend. It's very similar to the to the one way trip to Mars. Like, you're gonna go there, and you're not gonna be able to come back. And it's gonna be a wasteland when you're there, and there's not gonna be any internet, and you're probably gonna have to kill and eat your own food. Which is going to be the people you're there with? Mm-hmm. Um, you met a bear, though. That's pretty cool. That's true. We did see a bear. Yeah, a black I bear. Of, I, I was bummed I didn't get to see the bear yeah. friend. Literally about five feet from our our window at the cabin. And you don't get that in Chicago. See, Michael Nature's healing itself. Um, actually, we get a lot of bears in Chicago. The Chicago Bears football team. I refused to <laughs> dignify myself with a response to that. <laughs> anyway, if you like this pun-filled episode, was it puns? Where did we we didn't really do puns. It was more observational humor. Anyway, you can find more information at goodbuddymedia.com, which you can also find at weirdbuttsonline.com. Yes. Or semicarvedlife.com. Or what's the other one? There's one that you own that goes uh, doppelganger doppelganger.com uh those all point at our good website that or the doppelgang i can't remember the doppelgang it's one of those yeah (laughs) just type in any variation of those and you'll probably get to our website that has literally nothing to do with our show um but it does exist um michael do you remember when we promised a blog no do you also remember when our good friend matt promised a blog oh yeah that's true man that fell through yeah, so Michael, that's the website. It exists. Um, how else can folks help us out? You can help us out by finding us on your podcast app of choice and smashing that subscribe button with your 18-inch long hot dog. Uh, <laughs> you can also leave us a review uh, and a rating. Um, five stars, please. Please. Um, on that podcast app, you can find us at uh, TILPcast, at TILPcast on Twitter and the Instagram, I believe. And you can also, oh, you can also email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com if you have literally anything you'd like to to tell us. Literally anything. Literally anything. Anything you want. Yeah. I, well, can, I uh, think that's it. I think that's I all that's, the places you can reach us. I think that's it. Also, our cell phone numbers are... <laughs> Fuck it at this point, whatever. <laughs> I can let it rip. Um, yeah, I think that's it, bud. Uh, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you. Love you. Love you too. Toodles. Bye.